ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار indeed the praise is for allah we praise him we seek his help and we seek his forgiveness we seek refuge with allah from the evils that are within ourselves and from our bad deeds whomsoever allah guides no one can lead this person astray and whomsoever allah leads astray then there is no guide for him i bear witness that none has the right to be worshiped except for allah who was alone with our partners and i bear witness that muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is the servant of allah and his last messenger to all of mankind o you who believe fear allah with the right that he should be feared with and do not die unless you are in a state of submission as muslims practicing al-islam O mankind fear your lord who has created you from a single person and from that person created his mate and from them to scattered countless men and women throughout the earth and fear allah from who you demand your mutual rights and do not cut off the relations with the wombs that have bore you indeed allah is a watcher over you all you who believe fear allah and say that which is correct and upright in order that allah may rectify for you your deeds and forgive you of your sins 
Whomsoever obeys Allah and His Messenger has achieved a tremendous achievement. As to what follows, certainly the most truthful speech is the Book of Allah, the Qur'an. And the best guidance is the guidance of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, his sunnah. And the most evil of the affairs are the newly invented matters in the religion. And every newly invented matter in the religion is innovation. And every innovation is going astray. And every going astray is in the hellfire. عن جابر بن عبد الله رضي الله عنهما قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أفضل أيام الدنيا أيام العشر وفي رواية قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ما من أيام أفضل من أيام العشر أو كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم. We have on the authority of Jabir, the son of Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with them both, where he mentioned that the Messenger of Allah, صلى الله عليه وسلم, stated. That the best days of this world are the first ten days of Dhul Hijjah, and in another narration, the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam he mentioned that there are no days that are better than the ten days of Dhul Hijjah. The first ten days of Dhul Hijjah are the best days of the year, and this is a virtue that Allah Azza wa Jal has given to these first ten days, and the believers are encouraged to take advantage of these first ten days of Dhul Hijjah, for they are the best days of the year. Due to the actions therein being the most beloved to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, as has come in the narration on the authority of Abdullah bin Abbas radiyallahu anhu ma, أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال ما من أيام العمل الصالح فيها أحب إلى الله. من هذه الأيام قيل ولا الجهاد في سبيل الله يا رسول الله فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ولا الجهاد في سبيل الله إلا رجل خرج بنفسه وماله ثم لم يرجع من ذلك بشيء Abdullah bin Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him and his father. He mentioned that the Messenger of Allah, or the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, stated, "There are no days 
in which the righteous act is more beloved to Allah than the righteous act that is done during these 10 days. So it was said not even striving in the path of Allah or Messenger of Allah. The Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned not even striving in the path of Allah except for a person who goes out with his life and his wealth and then he does not return back with anything from that. So the good deeds during these days are the most beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when the believer he hears these words from our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, this is an encouragement for the believer to strive to do as much good as one has the ability to do. For the deeds during these days are the purest of the deeds and the greatest in reward as it relates to the good deeds. As has come in the narration of Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhumah, قَالَ قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ مَا مِنْ عَمَلٍ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ وَأَعْظَمَ أَجْرًا مِنْ خَيْرٍ يَعْمَلَهُ فِي أَيَّامٍ Abdullah ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him and his father mentioned that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he stated that there are no or there is no action that is more pure with Allah and greater in reward than an act of good that the servant does during these 10 days of Dhul Hijjah. So that what you do of good is the purest of the deeds with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it is the greatest in reward with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And today is the eighth day of Dhul Hijjah. We have today, tomorrow, and then the day after. So we have time bi ta'ala to strive to attain the greatest of the rewards with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And do that which is most pure with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And from those actions is making the hajj. As we know today is the first day of hajj. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He commanded His Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam, وَأَذِّنْ فِي النَّاسِ بِالْحَجِّ And declare amongst the people the Hajj. The Prophet Ibrahim salam was commanded by Allah to declare the Hajj amongst mankind, which is an indication that the Hajj is from the fundamental acts of worship. And that the Hajj is not something that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam came with alone. But rather the Hajj was something that was present amongst the previous nations. 
And those who make the Hajj, they are following the way of the Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam. And what does Allah mention regarding the people who come out to make Hajj? لِيَشْهَدُوا مَنَافِعَ لَهُمْ That they come to make the Hajj on foot and on animal, coming from every far and distant place for what? In order that they may bear witness to that which will be a benefit for them. The Hajj is a benefit for mankind. It is a benefit from the aspect of the religion, and it also is a benefit from the aspect of the worldly affairs. Look what the Prophet ﷺ, he stated, تَابِعُوا بَيْنَ الْحَجْ وَالْعُمْرَةِ فَإِنَّهُمَا يَنْفِئَانَ الْفَقْرِ وَالذُّنُوبِ كَمَا يَنْفِئَ الْكِيرِ خَبَثَ الْحَدِيدِ وَالذَّهَبُ الْفِضَّةِ كَمَا قَالَ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ The Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned, follow up between the Hajj and the Umrah, for indeed the Hajj in the Umrah, it removes poverty and it removes the sins just as the bellow that the blacksmith uses removes the impurities from steel, gold and silver. This is from the virtues of making Hajj and making the Umrah. That making Hajj and Umrah Continuously back to back, it will remove a person from the state of poverty. And it will remove the sins that the person has committed. As the Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned that when the person makes the Hajj correctly, he returns back from the Hajj like the day that his mother has given birth to him. And the Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned, Al-Hajj al-Mabru' laysa lahu illa al-Jannah That the one who makes the righteous in upright correct Hajj, there is no reward for this Hajj except for the paradise. Aqulu qawli hadha astaghfirullahi wa lakum. الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين وعلى آله وأصحابه يجمعين أما بعد قال الله عز وجل ولله على الناس حج البيت من استطاع إليه سبيلا وَمَنْ كَفَرَ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ غَنِيٌّ عَنِ الْعَالَمِينَ Allah Azza wa Jal, He states, 
and for Allah upon mankind is the duty and the responsibility to perform the Hajj, the pilgrimage to the sacred house. And whoever disbelieves that indeed Allah is independent and not in need of the creation. Allah establishes that He has a right over all of mankind to make the pilgrimage to the sacred house in Mecca. That which was erected and established by the Prophet Ibrahim and his son Ismail And this is a duty and a responsibility that we must fulfill for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. As Hajj is one of the greatest of the acts of ibadah, as it is one of the pillars of Al-Islam. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned, بُنِيَ Islam ala khams. Shahadati an la ilaha illallah wa anna muhammadan rasulullah wa iqam salah wa ita'i zakar wa hajj al-bayt wa sawmi ramadan. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned that Islam is built upon five. The testimony that none has the right to be worshipped except for Allah. And that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the last messenger of Allah. The establishment of the prayer, the payment of the zakat, making the pilgrimage to the house, and fasting in the month of Ramadan. So the performance of the hajj is a great act from the acts of ibadah. And whoever denies the obligation of the hajj, then this person has disbelieved in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned, أَيُّهَا nas, قَدْ فَرَضَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْكُمُ الْحَجِّ فَحُجُّوا O mankind, Allah has obligated upon you the hajj, therefore make the hajj. So if a person rejects that Allah Azawajal has the right upon mankind to make the hajj, and that the Prophet ﷺ has mentioned that Allah has obligated the hajj upon mankind, then this individual has rejected the Qur'an and rejected the sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ. But then you have those who acknowledge the obligation of making hajj. But the person is negligent. The person squanders his or her wealth upon that which is not a necessity instead of fulfilling the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How much more money are we going to waste? My noble brothers and sisters in Al-Islam, and not fulfill the obligation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us of making the hajj. How many vacations are we going to take? Traveling all around the world, but yet we don't have no time to give Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala His right of making the hajj. People traveling to Paris, 
people traveling to Cancun, Mexico, people traveling to the UAE and other than these places for self-gratification. But when it comes to fulfilling the right of Allah, the person has no concern. Listen to the stern warning that has come from Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu. Regarding the one who has the ability to make the hajj and he doesn't make the hajj. Man ataqa al-hajj walam yahujj fasawa'un yahudiyan mata aw nasraniya. Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu said, as a means of a stern warning, whoever has the ability to make the hajj, and he does not make the hajj, then it doesn't matter whether he dies as one who is a Yahudi or a Nasrani. During these days of hajj, we have the day of Arafah. And the Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned Al-Hajj Arafah. This is the most important day of the hajj. And whoever does not stand in Arafah, he has no hajj. And this day of Arafah is very important to the Muslims. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He completed the religion on this day and perfected His favor upon us. As a man from amongst the Yahud, he came to Umar ibn Khattab. And he said, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, taqra'oona ayah fi kitabiku. لَوْ نَزَلَتْ عَلَيْنَا مَعْشَرِ الْيَهُولَ لَتَّخَدْنَا ذَلِكَ يَوْمْ عِيدًا He said, O oh, commander of the believers, you all read a verse in your book that if the likes of this was revealed upon us, we would have taken that day as a day of celebration. So Umar ibn Khattab, he asked him, what verse? And then he recited the statement of Allah, الْيَوْمَ أَكْمَلْتُ لَكُمْ دِينَكُمْ وَأَتْمَمْتُ مَعَلَيْكُمْ نِعْمَتِي وَرَضِيتُ لَكُمْ الْإِسْلَامَ دِينًا That today I have completed for you your religion. And I have perfected my favor upon you. And I am pleased for you Islam as your religion and way of life. Umar ibn Khattab, he said, وَاللَّهِ إِنِّي لَأَعْلَمْ في أي يوم نزلت وفي أي مكان نزلت نزلت على رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يوم الجمعة يوم عرفة. عمر بن الخطاب he stated, I swear by Allah, I surely know the day and the place that this verse came down. It came down on the day of Juma on Friday, on the day of عرفة. This is a blessing upon this ummah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala completed and perfected for us al-Islam. And He chose for us this way of life. So no one has the right to take anything away from this deen. And no one has the right to add anything to this way of life. For Allah has completed it and perfected it. The day of Arafah is a day in which Allah frees the people from the hellfire. As has come in the narration on the authority of Aisha radiallahu anha. Qalat qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ma min yawm. 
أكثر من أن يعتق الله فيه عبد من النار من يوم عرفة وإنه ليدنو ثم يباهي بهم الملائكة ويقول ما أراد هؤلاء Aisha radiallahu anha mentioned that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam stated that there is no day which Allah azza wa jal frees a servant from the hellfire more than the day of Arafah. And indeed Allah, He draws near, meaning Allah descends down on the day of Arafah. And He brags to the angels, about the people in Arafah. And he says, what do these individuals want from me? Also, we have the statement of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Siyamu Arafah, or Siyam Yawmi Arafah, Ahtasibu ala Allah, an yukaffira as-sanata allati qabalaha, wa-sanata allati ba'da. أو كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم The Prophet he mentioned fasting on the day of Arafah I seek from Allah that Allah will expiate the sins that were committed the year prior to it and the year after it So fasting on the day of Arafah is a means of having one's sins expiated by Allah for two years, the one prior and the one to come. And lastly, from the virtues of the day of Arafah, and there are many, the Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned, خَيْرُ dua دُعَاءُ يَوْمِ Arafah. وَخَيْرُ مَا قُلْتُ أَنَا وَالنَّبِيُّونَ مِنْ قَبْلِي لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ وَحْدَهُ لَا شَرِيكَ لَهُ لَهُ الْمُلْكُ وَلَهُ الْحَمْبُ هُوَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٌ The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned that the best dua that can be made is the dua that is made on the day of Arafah. And the best of that which I said, and the prophets who came before me said, is the statement, La ilaha illallah, wahdahu la sharika lah. None has the right to be worshipped except for Allah who is alone with our partners, establishing the Islamic monotheism. For the day of Arafah is a reminder that Allah alone has the right to be worshipped. And this is the great purpose behind the creation of mankind. For Allah is the dominion in its entirety, and for Allah is all of the praise. And Allah is capable of doing all things. So we are reminded of the magnificence of Allah by saying these words of praise that none has the right to be worshipped except for Allah and Allah is alone without any partners 
He has no son. He has no daughter. He has no mother. He has no partner. Allah Azza wa Jal is one and alone. As Allah, He states, Qulhu Allahu Ahad, Allahu Samad, Lam Yalid wa Lam Yulad wa Lam Yakullahu Kufuwan Ahad. Say He Allah is one. Allah is the one that all and everything in creation depends upon Him. But He Allah is independent and not in need of anyone or anything in creation. Allah doesn't beget children, nor is Allah the child of anyone. And there is nothing comparable to Allah. These are the benefits from these days. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us amongst those who make the most of these 10 days of Dhul Hijjah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us amongst those who are free from the hellfire. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from amongst those who do the righteous deeds, which are the most pure and the most rewarded with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Aqulu qawli hadha astaghfirullah li wa lakum. Wa subhanaka allahum wa bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik. Aqim as-salam.